podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How do you wake up, Lady Gaga? You poke her face. <laughs> Knew that would work. Knew that'd be a good one. Oh, I love it. Oh, he's gone. Excellent. Oh dear, that was great. That was so good. I don't know if it's because I missed a week and I was just. It might. More I mean, excited. it might be. But again, this ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? It's, sh- it's short, snappy. You know, it's not. It's not too protracted. It's easy to understand. Not saying you can't understand difficult jokes, Lawrence. I just mean. <laughs> wow. I just mean. I just mean that the jokes that you usually you usually oh, like no. are on the more simple. All of that compliments when you join the Zoom before exactly we record. On, on this point, before we started this, Nate was sweet talking Lawrence, saying how great he looks today, how happy he was that he's back. <laughs> And Lawrence saw right through it. He knew it was to try and uh, bloat the score, but I think it was probably working until that moment. <laughs> he was like, Nate never never compliments me, ever, until now. It was working, um, Nate. It was working. Don't let that... Come on, let's not, let's not let that ruin the score. What, what, what's the score? And then I have something to add to, to the joke. There's not going to ruin the score, but okay. some context. Well, what I particularly liked, um, for those who obviously can't watch our Zoom, is that Nate did a poke when he said poke her face which i enjoyed because i think um actions uh, added to a joke um, are good um so i'm going to give you nate and this is slightly toned down because um it was going to be higher if you hadn't uh, said just that but it's uh, (laughs) 9.3 oh my god so it was like a 9.5 yeah i loved it i really loved it i loved it i haven't laughed that hard for a while so at this point i've got to say thank you oh little bark monty Monty, hi monty um I have to apologise to Carl Shirley, one of our listeners, who actually sent us that joke. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to do... We, come on, we, we could have done that joke better. Um, but I am serious. Don't call me Shirley. Um, because I feel like I've ruined ruined his opportunity of getting a 9.5, not 9.3. So thank you, Carl, for sending the joke in. Um, and apologies that my big mouth ruined the rating. That, that joke send in as well was a DM on uh, the Twitter feed. For the paddock, and it just started with hopefully Lawrence doesn't check this. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's what's confirmed. This be? It's, <laughs> oh, it's it's confirmed. so excited. It's confirmed Lawrence does not, in fact, check our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Which is probably a good thing. I was I was hoping it was going to be hate mail, but um, yeah. Oh, well, no. Well, I it would have been juicy, wouldn't it? We could have something to talk about then. Instead, it was just Nate getting more credit for someone else's joke. Do you want me to score last week's joke as well? I don't know what the protocol is here. Oh yeah, yeah. We said we said oh, you I would, scored right? it. Yeah, yeah. But you you gave it a Medlin score. I wanted a Barreto <laughs> score. Well, well Medlin was Medlin was correct in that. Um, although I do love Monty Medlin's dog, I very much do love Monty. Um, dogs um, scare me a little bit, so um, you took a risk in uh, in adding a dog to the joke. But I liked it though. I did like it. It was around the kind of seven point <laughs> eight, seven point nine mark. <laughs> I mean, the premise of the joke was basically, it wasn't like I added it just for fun. But I get what you mean. I didn't just be like, oh, I'm going to add a, I'm just going to add a dog in here just for banter. The dog was key to the joke. Anyway, never mind. That's, that's fine. That'll work. Yeah. 7.8, 7.9. Okay. If I was. hadn't insulted you at the start of the pod, would that have been like an 8.1? Or did that not affect last week's oh, joke? Oh, no, that didn't affect, that didn't affect last week's joke. No, no. Okay. <clears throat> no, so I wouldn't be that harsh. That a very short harsh. period of time. <laughs> Yeah, his his grudges last for one rating, and that's it. And then and then they're <laughs> passed.
welcome, chaps, to the Pad Talk. And I'm very glad to be back this week. Um, I'm joined by the guys who entertained you last week for 15 minutes, Nate Saunders and Chris Meadows. I Meadows. think entertained entertained <laughs> is a is a stretch, but um, yeah, it's good to have you back, mate. I, th- I think you're the anchor on which this this ship rests. So I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. Um, I loved you guys randomly spending time on Google Maps going through Australian towns. <laughs> And apparently butchering all the names. Don't call it random. We had a tweet from Lee uh, yes. on Twitter, funny enough, uh, who said he was laughing at Nate and I pronouncing different areas in his hometown of Perth. And uh, he gave me and... a clarification. It's Yangibup. Yeah. I was saying, I think I was saying it with a G mm. instead of a J. Yangibup. Yeah. So it's Yangibup. I actually said to Meadows afterwards, I was like, if we ever get bored on the pod, let's just find where the next race is and just read out town names well cool. i've got to give got to give lee a shout out also for um apparently we said his suburb of waikiki in rockingham so we did. hello to waikiki and was that the one that was next else. to is waikiki next to the naked beach or the, and feel the like beach? this is spiraling already sorry yeah we, we've gone back a week <laughs> sorry lawrence well i think what i really want to get to and the thing i really missed the most i, was, I listened to this pod not just to hear your dulcet tones, but to hear the review. And then you didn't give me the 60-second review, Nate. Well, because I thought it wouldn't be right to do it without Lawrence here. I, in, in hindsight, it was an error because I could have recorded one anyway. But I felt like you had to be in the room, you know? Well, um, I, it means a lot to me. Um, and the wait, I hope, will have been worth it. So, Well, I mean, but now, now that you marked that review down, you know, now I wish I did do it last week. Carry this oh, no. mini grudge. This mini grudge. No, no, hang on. As you just said, the grudge only holds for that short space of time. Yeah, mine, mine lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine are never ending. Oh, I better remember that. If you've only got one minute to spare, wanna know who finished when and where? Sit back, relax, cause we got you here. It's Nate with the sixty-second of you. Good day, mates. Um, I'll be honest with you. I really don't know where to start or finish or or go with this review. So much to cover. Obviously quite a busy race. Um, I was going to sing for you all, but I don't think I'll do that. I'm just going to try and review it. Blow by blow, lap by... Not lap by lap, because we've only got 60 seconds. Which has not started yet. Okay? This is an 60 second review. But it starts when I say so. Which is in three, two, one. Bang! Mercedes win the Australian Grand Prix. Oh, wait, no, sorry. George Russell leads into turn one. Lewis Hamilton gets ahead of Max Verstappen. Nice little move there. And that's the race, right? Wrong, unfortunately. There's a safety car. Uh, George Russell's car has exploded. Now it's a red flag. Alex Albon's car and a lot of gravel on the track. So that's a restart. Lewis Hamilton leads into turn one. Maybe he can win the race, right? No, wrong. Max Verstappen has a little something called Mega DRS. And sorry, Red Bull sponsors, but that's actually the last we'll ever see of Max Verstappen for the rest of time. Lewis Hamilton stays second. (laughs) Fernando Alonso stays third. Carlos Sainz was fourth, but then wait what's this there's something bouncing around is that kangaroo no it's the rear tire of kevin magnuson that's red flag number two this is where it all gets a bit wild gonna be a lot of civil war references here sorry guys science hits alonzo that's a spanish civil war gasly hits ocon that's a french civil war sergeant hits devries i don't know what war that is but it's america and 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 the dutch so stroll is fourth because science gets a penalty very controversial stroll is fourth perez fifth norris sixth hulkenberg seventh for a hot second i thought he had a podium piastri good day mate what a podium for the podium points for the for the hometown boy it's all gone wrong for nate uh joe and sonoda rounding out the points bye (laughs) it was it was tough it was tough this week i've got to say i I struggled (laughs) you you seem to Um, struggle at the end yeah 
Yeah, yeah. It's just because you see that you see that clock running down, and you suddenly realize there's no time left, and I've got half the race to do. So, um, I also <clears throat> it made it sound like I thought the safety car was for Russell's car mm-hmm. exploding. Yeah. It wasn't. I know. I I I know it wasn't for that. I should have said Albon. I was obviously for Albon. So you know, don't come at me with your with your ats and your and your TikToks and your and your stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> To I know. Be fair, I know. As happened. you try and uh, defend yourself for your potential misremembering of that race, of which a lot happened, <laughs> uh, I had to go straight to Wikipedia to check that Joe did in fact finish in ninth place because I totally forgot who was ninth in that race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, wait a minute, did he? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Completely, completely slipped like my attention. Great race from him to finish ninth and to completely go under the radar like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. What? What a wild race. What um what was it like being out there, Lawrence? Because I imagine because races like that, we've all been at them where loads happens and you're kind of sat there and you're like, what on earth do we do from a journalistic perspective? Like you you you're trying to get your head around. Well, what's the story here? Because weirdly, in those situations, the story isn't that Max won the race, is it? That's kind of like the fifth or sixth story from the race. It's always one of those weird situations. So, what was it like on the ground? It's not often that happens, is it? Really, where you're <clears throat> where you're focusing on other stories beyond what's hmm. happening at the sharp end but um i think it was mostly that there was just a lot of i haven't been in a tv pen where there's been that much frustration for a while <laughs> like gasly yeah. walks off mid question yeah well, i saw that <laughs> and he's never done that before and uh carlos i th- i asked him a second question after he said he didn't want to answer the first question and he was like no i still don't want to answer this question and then walks away yeah well he's I've never seen back. a driver like that never seen, seen a driver like that he said he'd come back and i bet he didn't come back he did say he did say he'd come back, and technically, um, he didn't come back because there is no second follow up interview. Uh, but I did see him, I did see him afterwards, uh, and uh, obviously he was not very happy um, about what was going on. But um, I've never seen him that like teary before. You know when he was doing that no. radio message, mm. um, and then I've never seen him that frustrated afterwards i think that kind of just shows how much pressure not specifically he's under but i think ferrari are under at the minute i think because it was a p4 you know it's a p4 that you know in the grand scheme of things annoying of course but it wasn't a win or a podium so i just think it shows how much they're how much pressure they're under at the minute yeah and he specifically hasn't had the best of starts of the year as well so i think for him p4 probably meant a lot more um but yeah i was stunned by that radio message for that same reason i was kind of like you know, it was a clumsy move. Like it was a, to me, it was a penalty every day of the week. It was obviously harsh that it dropped him from fourth to twelfth and not fourth to sixth. But like, you know, the, it, it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't hit Alonso. So like, that you know, you, you've got to take both those sides into account. The they, Ferrari are right. Like he should have had his day in court, as they say. He should have been able to go and see the stewards. But I don't think the stewards would have done anything differently. Really, it was just weird that the that there seemed to be three different precedents for all those different incidents at turn one. Uh, yeah, which that's I didn't what I quite think understand. Um, I think it's strange that you've penalised him for that, and you've not done anything for Gasly <clears throat> when he mm, made contact mm. with Ocon, and nothing for well, Logan I mean, when he made contact with DeVries. <laughs> Logan's one was just dreadful. He just went straight into the back of DeVries. Like at least Science and Alonso were kind of you know going into the corner, whereas Sar- uh, Sergeant just went into the back of DeVries. You know, it was you know he obviously he either missed his braking or didn't. he's got his braking wrong. He yeah, said actually yeah, he that he braked at the same point that he's always brakes, but obviously. You can't do that when <laughs> that's when the that's a great rookie admission, isn't it? Like, yeah, I I, I thought it'd be fine to break here. 
Well, and even if it was, like, yeah, if everyone else has braked earlier because there's a bunch of cars in front of you trying not to hit each other going to the first corner, then they're going slower at that point and they're not just going to jump out your way. But yeah, I was amazed that didn't get investigated. I get that some of it might have needed to take a bit of time because you had all three going on at once and then they're doing the clear up at the same time and working out how they're going to restart and what the order will be. And then maybe they go, right, these are the incidents we also need to review. Um, yeah, I actually kind of think it's a weird one that it's right to me that it was a penalty for science because as much as we could say our oh, first lap incident, like if you ruin someone's race by getting it wrong when they didn't get it wrong, surely it's on you. That's your blame. First lap or not. Yeah. Um, and same with like the Gasly one, like the way you've got to safely rejoin, even more so when you know there's a whole pack of cars behind you. So yeah. his and he claimed, didn't he? He was like he was looking to his left, but it's like, dude, like you know, that's not how a racetrack works, right? You know, there's cars either side of you, yeah. and they're coming through there faster than you because you're rejoining. So I was surprised actually. Out of all of them, I thought the uh, the Gasly one for that unsafe rejoin was the worst one because it was it was pretty yeah. dangerous. Um, yeah, and what it triggered but, as well. Yeah, but weird as well, wasn't it? When so science, no investigation penalty gasly investigation no penalty sergeant no investigation no penalty there so was an like, investigation all... for science it's just that they didn't so, ask him to. sorry sorry no 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 trip to the stewards like he didn't yeah. he didn't get a chance to see the stewards ocon ocon and gasly did go to the stewards sergeant didn't even get you know didn't even get anything but then the outcomes were were kind of different so that was kind of strange as well um yeah. i don't want yeah. him going to the stewards though i hate that idea like the amount of people that keep saying it and he should have had his day in court like you just said i'm the total opposite on that because which other sport do we say yeah go and argue your point to the ref right now he's given a free kick well, let's see if it actually was one like well football no football yeah, has just, been doing that for years <laughs> that's, well yeah but the point is that it doesn't ever change it and they're not allowed to or invited to or asked to and god would mm. that slow the game down if you allowed them to every time if you genuinely said come and have a chat Let, let's see if i think that was a foul or not having given it um or you know i'm not sure if that's a free kick or a penalty so let me just talk to everyone involved you tackled him mm, did i think you fouled him like why did you tackle him why did you like i think none of that I it's think... got to be on the referee to judge it as they see it and just have a final that's their decision is meant to be final you will never all be happy with every decision but it should be that clear cut and it should be like right stewards make yeah. the call that's it drivers don't get to say and if they're unhappy they're unhappy problem is it's never that clear cut is the issue but i, I get you yeah but no can is there's no sport that's black. Yeah, I suppose so. But I think it's just the lack of. I would totally understand. I totally understand why Ferrari want this right of review um, into that penalty. I'd be pretty pissed off if it had gone the way it did go. You know, not. I don't think they're pissed off. It didn't seem like Fred Vasseur's pissed off so much at the penalty. He was mm-hmm. more pissed off at why did the other penalties? Why, why did the other drivers not get penalty? Why, why did different? we not? And why yeah. did we not get? A chance and that to I say? totally agree with as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Been, it, the inconsistency is wrong. Yeah, in this instance, he deserved to have his day in court because the other drivers did. But I don't. I think you're right. Like it's a slippery slope if you suddenly start saying, "Well, before we have the podium, eight drivers have to go and see the stewards." Mm. Um, I don't know how that would play out. Um, but the whole thing just needs to speed up. I think all these FIA processes. I think the FIA actually called called the red flags pretty. I think we kind of spoke about it, didn't we? On on the ESPN Unlapped pod that Meadows came on to uh, the other day in in lieu of uh, Lawrence Edmondson, who was away. Um, all the Lawrence. Yeah, away. I think. All the Lawrences were away. All the Lawrences were enjoying themselves in Australia. Um, but yeah, so I think the FIA, you know, people give them a hard time. I think for me, they called the red flags. I think that, you know, I could, I totally understood the calls, but just everything just takes so long in Formula One, you know, especially if you're watching it on TV, which Meadows and I were doing for this weekend. You're watching it and you're like, man, there's, there's so much confusion and uncertainty. That's for so many points. It, it kind of ruins the experience a little bit when you're watching it. So that needs to change, definitely. 
I thought Look you were getting, getting into the weeds. Yeah, exactly. Thing. I thought Lawrence looked like he was ready, just be like, you guys weren't there, you don't know. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you because you guys probably had a good insight of what's going on. Like I was watching it in the TV pen and doing bits and pieces in between. So actually, it was a bit harder to keep on top of things when like drivers coming in and, in and out of the TV pen. But um, no, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave it there. I've got nothing more to add, chaps. Nothing more to add. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get in trouble. But uh, no, actually, that's a really fair point, though. Like as much as Nate and I were saying that we were imposters last week, and that neither of us had been there. Uh, thanks to Tom Hamilton's wedding, which I think we did give a shout out to on the last pod. But we were we were wedding ginging um, for the whole weekend, and it meant that we just followed it from afar. But you do get the ability if you're just sat in one place and don't need to move and don't need to rush around and react to other things like physically. It's easier to follow the whole race compared mm. to, yeah, when you're in the TV pen and someone's talking in front of you while something else happens, you miss it. Worst one's qualifying, I think, when you've got like the Q1 drivers in or the Q2 drivers in and Q3's going on and you're missing laps and seeing if someone made a mistake or got something right because you're talking back to back to back, aren't you, with all yeah. the drivers that have come into the TV pen that were already knocked out. Well, also in the so for people listening, we there's the TV pen that you see on your broadcast, but next to that, there's a mix zone which um you know we will go into from the print media and they'll kind of hoover up the drivers as they come from the tv pen through to the mix zone not literally often, hoover them not literally hoover them up that would be interesting to watch actually i think that in itself would be a good spectator sport um <laughs> but um but there's been times in there where so you know before i go there now i make a point of writing down the order just just you know literally one through 20 like wherever i finished even dnfs because there's been times when drivers will come up to you you know a magnuson or it's someone who finished in the midfield and you and you're and you're there like what what did this guy do in the race it's not because you haven't been paying attention to the race it's because you haven't been paying attention to their race because mm. there's been other stuff going on so suddenly so there's always this great question in the mix zone where like you can tell that's happened to other journalists it would like so talk us through the race from your, from your perspective yeah. and it's a very open-ended question because you then they'll say something you're like oh yeah okay that rings a bell now, or they'll say, "Yeah, the tire strategy was terrible." You're like, "Tell us more about this. <laughs> tell us more about that. Why are you upset?" And a lot of it is just kind of you being like, "Tell us what happened," because you just you just miss a lot of stuff. So I, it, it is a much different experience being at home to being on the ground. And I do, I, I think journalists in TV don't they? They sometimes get a hard time for asking quite open ended questions to to drivers, but often they just haven't they haven't been able to follow the race enough to actually know you to get into the weeds of a question with some people. Well, yeah, for you, Lawrence, like, I guess you've got to go through all 20 drivers and ask, I mean, find out what the race was like from their perspective. When Nate mentions the mix zone, that bit's done first, but then because everyone's grouped together, you get maybe five or six minutes total to ask a few more and go in depth and it becomes more of a conversation. But you've just got, what, two questions to tease out the story of their day and each individual story? How many notes are you making? Or do you just know that if you go with a stop couple of questions, you should be all right? So during the race, I'm basically right. I'm report. I'm writing notes as things are happening as if I'm writing a race report. And I'm hoping that as I write it down, it's going into my head so that when they come around, there's no real time, if I'm honest, to look down at my notepad beyond where they finished to look at a specific question or anything. Um, and I just hope that whatever I've written down and that positioning is enough to spark a memory of what's happened. But I remember I said to Bottas a couple races ago i was like i'll be honest didn't see on the telly at all so i don't really know what (laughs) happened in your race and he was like well yeah you probably didn't because my race sucks so actually in that instance that was probably a good way of doing that question because it kind of 
told the story of it, but sometimes if the t- the TV kind of follows the key battles, isn't it? So which is the sharp end and then some cool battles down the field. There is guaranteed going to be four, five, six drivers you never see on telly or, or very rarely. Yeah. And beyond like if you can follow the timing, which sometimes you do and you just remember when they stopped or those kind of things. Realistically, what it what are you supposed to, to do? You're not, you know, you're not like someone who's just following their race on, on board for the whole Grand Prix and you know that they locked up here and they had this boom and stuff. You just can't. It's just not possible to do that. So I used to have a um, I'd get a notepad. And each page of it would be a team. And I split the page into two then for each driver. And I try and, yeah, quickly scribble down notes. This is when I did like NBC more than anything. So it's fine with the radio stuff. But I scribble down a note of the tyre they started on. I always had that. Uh, their start position and finish position all set up previously with the starting tyre that they would start on as well. And then try and make a note of their pit stops and anything they were involved in. And you'd end up with like certain ones where you had... I know, 10 lines of notes, like loads of stuff happening. And then other ones that were completely blank because you either missed it or nothing happened. <laughs> but same same as you, like that was then 10 different pages to flick through. At least five times you had to turn the page where as soon as they've walked over, you don't have time to go, oh, hang on a sec. And just, just flick through your <laughs> yeah. notebook and be like, you're, um, you're Pierre. Right, Pierre. Oh, started on the medium. Interesting, right? Um, oh, started fourteenth, finished thirteenth, uh, <laughs> and overtaken. Yeah, overtaken by. Okay, sure. Right, let's go. Like they're not waiting for that, are they? So, um, no. and you look. I, I don't know if it's just a personal thing, but you almost feel embarrassed to have to say to them. Just a sec, I'm going to read all these notes on you because you know don't remember what happened. Because to them, obviously, all they know is their race. They don't know mm. the rest of it that you know. So they can tell you everything in the tiniest detail about what happened in their race. And when you know nothing, it just seems like, I don't know, a bit of a mismatch. I think as well, like the, sometimes you see the reverse of that. I don't know if you've ever been in a press conference or like a mix zone where someone has been watching like the onboard of a driver's race and they'll say, you locked up at turn 12 on lap 15. What happened there? And the driver will just look at them like, I don't remember that really. Because again, like their head is filled of like strategy, you know, pace, etc. They've not really remembered like sometimes they remember they're like oh yeah yeah you know i had a few lockups there or whatever so you do get occasionally someone who goes the other way but it's massively jarring when that happens because it's like you know this person obviously has just focused on this person's race which is fine maybe they're there to report on that person but um yeah i guess it can go both ways um i'd love to actually see you Meadows, just <laughs> flicking through your notebook for like pierre being like hang on no no wait pierre <laughs> this is you're on my time now you're on my time no pierre wait 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 for it okay and now go you start started on the soft tire talk me through that and just go line through line through your notes i like the way you raised the lady gaga poking finger yeah as well and you were like right you're gonna wait for this Um, (laughs) yes uh i well i don't tend to get in the mix zone too much anymore i did in saudi um so with radio it's if it's a quiet race i can go in the mix zone and get interviews that way because for our saturday post-qualifying show that we started this year you needed better opportunities to speak to people because everyone goes straight into debrief afterwards so when you wander the paddock for an hour post quality thinking i'll just grab who i can grab there is nobody around to grab they're all in engineering meetings whereas post race it's much easier so um yeah i don't have to deal with that pressure as much as you lawrence anymore um it's a good pressure though i think i think that's what that's probably one of my favorite parts of the weekend because you kind of have to be on it like you can't you have to follow the race otherwise you'll get called out um i do think there are some drivers who if they used to finish in like 18th, 19th consistently, they're not going to call you out if you haven't, 
if you haven't known the intricacies of their race they're not they're just not going to do it to you unless they're in a really bad mood so I think sometimes they forgive you for that but actually part of the challenge of this job is trying to keep across everything and then trying to ask good questions and stuff and I was watching those interviews I felt pretty down if I'm honest after Gasly and Carlos interviews in Australia because I was like well they didn't really say anything they walked away mid-interview like this isn't bad but actually if you watch the interviews back that probably tells more about their race just the way it happened the fact that they were frustrated and walked off than <clears throat> than it would have done if they'd just given a long monologue monologue about oh yeah I don't want to talk about it blah 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 so um yeah anyway that was my self-analysis I've just thought of one memory that's stuck out to me that I remember going to Abu Dhabi in 2012 which was my third race ever I'd blagged my way there I don't need to get into that whole story but it had been India before and I managed to go there on the way like back towards London fly through Dubai so they let me do the race in Abu Dhabi as well and it's the one where um, Vettel got disqualified from qualifying after hours of looking at whether there's enough fuel in his car so he started at the back and everyone's like well Alonso's gonna you know almost wrap up the title here but Kimi won and did the whole leave me alone I know what to do message and at the end of that race obviously loads have gone on you're watching Vettel you're watching like the Alonso fight you listen to Kimi this is great big story that Kimi had finally won and went down to Pastor Maldonado's media session afterwards. So this is a print session as well. I've had plenty of time. And he'd finished fifth and sat down. He'd started, I don't know, he started third. I'd forgotten that part, but finished fifth. It was a year he'd obviously won a race. I sat down. I was like, you know, how, uh, how was that for you then? Uh, great result. Top five near the end of the year. Like, you must be delighted. And he was gutted. And he was like, no. He was like, absolutely not. Like, well, you're not listening. Like, I lost curves midway through the race. I should have won that race. Um, and... I don't remember a radio message saying he'd lost it. I don't remember any info coming out that he'd lost it. No one else seemed to know. But me sitting down, like, smiley, like, wow, congratulations, top five pasta. And his reaction being like, screw you, man. I should have won this. I got it. Was like, that's the thing, though. If you don't know how their race went, if you assume how they should be feeling, you could get it wrong. So it always stuck out to me. That was like, got to try and make sure that there's nothing you've really, like, big missed before you go and ask someone a question. But, and that was... I had hours till uh, I had to speak to him. That wasn't even like TV pen stuff. So yeah, just came to me that story. And you know, we, we do stories of following Formula One around the world. <laughs> to our tagline, so it was a story. It was yeah. around the world. You literally <laughs> went from India to, to yeah. Abu Dhabi on your way to London, three different parts of the world. And it was about F1. It was. So you can never say we don't do what, what the podcast says. says uh, speaking though, of going around the world, you stayed on the other side of the world, didn't you, Lawrence? I did. <laughs> nice segue nice segue uh yeah i stayed in um australia for another week my sister lives in adelaide so i went over to adelaide on the monday after the race um and stayed there till the easter weekend uh just to get to hang out with her because obviously i obviously don't see her being that much being on the other side of the world so i went to some beaches went to a nice winery um had a generally lovely time it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. it sounds yeah it sounds very good yeah, like Adelaide is cool and going out into like McLaren Vale, Adelaide Hills, Barossa region, like there's so many wineries you can go to. Like it's all about the wine. Stop listing suburbs <laughs> of Australian cities. No one cares about that, Lawrence. Who would do that? Terrible. Yeah. This isn't the Yangibub episode anymore. No. Sorry, Yanji. Sorry, Yangibub. Yangi. Oh my god, you still getting it wrong. <laughs> and I went there. I lived there for three weeks. Not lived there. I stayed there for three weeks. Still can't get it right. Um I mean, I thought yeah. that's just what we did on this podcast now. Pretty much. I mean, it's what I do on this pod, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's what Nate wanted to do moving forward. He was like, we should just do episodes. I just was like, Metis, let's it. change the pod into this. There's yeah. nothing else. It's just us reading maps 
uh, and finding nudist beaches not to go to just to remark <laughs> on. um but it's funny the last couple of weeks so obviously lawrence you were out in australia my colleague lawrence Evanson was out in australia and one of my one of my best friends ben and his wife amy who's australian were in brisbane so all i all, all i was seeing across various platforms of social media was just pictures of and there's a few other journalists you know out in australia so you see all these incredible pictures just of beaches and you know different like i mean lawrence Evanson had a had a motorbike and he was like riding around the coast which looked incredible so i was very much i had more fomo about that i think than i did the race because you know you get to see the race here but you don't get to do that stuff so i was very jealous of you looked looked mega and the weather for the race looked cold pretty much the whole time well i know it's cold because i spoke to someone else from williams the other day who said they were there and they're like way too cold go all that way it's meant to be warm but um then here was awful for a lot of it like we had some pretty naff weather for the last couple of weeks and you guys yeah were there in the good weather after the race like i'm not, I'm not gonna say on holiday because i'm sure you did some work maybe well i did a tiny bit of work yeah. um but you're already <laughs> trying to be efficient yeah it's hard to um, work though when you're when you're upside down in australia it's hard to <laughs> oh wow <laughs> <laughs> dear oh dear it's a classic it's a classic old joke yeah even the train horn just then sounded sad at that joke <laughs> yeah it wasn't um, as uh, it wasn't as it was a, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's um yeah it, it's one of the upsides isn't it this job that if you have traveled that way like it's not that you've specifically flown to australia for a holiday you've been there you've worked and you get the opportunity to be like well i go and either see someone or explore something or whatever it's that's definitely the big perk we get from covering f1 well, there's a great one I've got for, for June. So I'm going to the Canadian Grand Prix, uh, obviously, which is in Montreal. And one of my friends, Ed, who I think you've met, Murders, he's in a band uh, called Gretel Hanlon. And I just was asking him, I was like, mate, I've got to come see your band at some point. And he said, oh, we're doing a, an international tour. And uh, I looked at their schedule. They're playing Toronto the day after the race in Montreal. I was like, that could not be more perfect. Oh, hello. Great, op- great opportunity to, because I always wanted to go and see Toronto as well. So stuff like that sometimes in this job, you're like, that's too perfect. It just lines up amazingly. So probably spend a few days in Toronto. Um, so any Toronto listeners, please do <laughs> let me know anything I should go see because um, it's a long way out. I don't know why I'm just mentioning this now. But yeah, it's a good example of, of how this job sometimes ends up being. I mean, it's amazing anyway, but for trips especially, you can just turn trips into a into a much bigger deal. Well, I'm just glad that you're going to be in Montreal, mate. I think that, that means you can come and taste the world's best burger. Yeah, well, I was the, the one with the gravy. Yeah. thing last year i came with you last year but i mean i'll do it again it was it was it was very good oh um, you forgot he was with you last year you did i mean oh, look uh... i'm gonna be honest with you that has just intensified my grudge now this, this... <laughs> <laughs> um how could you f- i was sat next to you when we had that burger as well <laughs> literally it was me and you you were next to me and we that's come on man that is um that's a faux pas right there oh, no. i know i know i'm not always in montreal but that is um that's oh, quite no. that's that's oh, that is bad. That is bad. I feel <laughs> bad. I'm going to upgrade the Jake score, I think. Yeah, is it? <laughs> They've all been a 10. <laughs> Historically. Oh, no, no, I'll forgive you. I, I'll forgive you. It's, it, it is difficult to remember who went to which race. I'll give you that. There's so many of them. But I was Thanks. sat next to you, and we did talk. Thanks. And, uh, there yeah. we go. Nice put, we'll, we'll, we'll put the picture on Twitter. I literally could not be closer to... Well, I could be closer <laughs> to Lawrence, but it would have been indecent if I was. Um, I'm right next to him. Sat between oh, what the burger that was. You, was you reminded me. I need to put. I need to put that in <clears throat> for this year. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. Really, really good. What's the name of the place? Give it a shout out. Mm, I don't know if I should do that before, but the table. But it's, it's... oh yeah, <laughs> Wagua. No, it's called Fuagua in Little yes. Burgundy. Just but don't book it until Lawrence has. <laughs> <laughs>
their booking system is down, isn't it, Lawrence? Oh, yeah, yes, down. Can't for, book. Uh, for the and the burgers, hours, the burgers yeah. are actually pretty terrible. I thought it was dreadful. In fact, I would never go back. Uh, the good, the good news is though, there are a couple new places that we can try. Because <clears throat> Meadows, you're going as well, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, oh, that's good because Meadows wasn't there yeah. last year in Montreal. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> it. Stop it! That's <laughs> Meadows' first F1 race. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. <laughs> Uh, we like to we like we like to have fun, don't we? we uh, actually, do you know what you've just reminded me of? With the one thing that I, I, that I went to Montreal, <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, again shows my bad memory, and then our collective bad memories is that um, this is our hundred and second episode oh, yeah. um, of one. doing the paddock, right? <laughs> no, but we did the hundredth, obviously, two episodes ago, and then we remembered shortly afterwards. That it was our hundredth episode, and then yep. you boys did the hundred and first. I thought, well, the first thing these guys are going to mention is that we've just missed our hundredth episode. And no, we were too it. busy. We were too busy loading <laughs> Google Maps up at the time. Yeah, we we definitely <laughs> forgot that. Yeah. Well, I just well, wanted to flag it, chaps. Fair play, we made it to hundred two. Well, this is the hundredth anniversary of our second episode, which <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty proud of. That's a pretty big achievement. <laughs> and um, seeing as the first one was the pilot, that doesn't really count. Yeah. And, and then, I'm sure there's been some that was so bad that we should really forget that yeah. they existed. So, well, yeah, last I'm week's fair. one wasn't wasn't the three of us, so technically it wasn't an episode. So drop <laughs> the pilot, true. drop yeah, last week's true. one. Happy hundredth episode! <laughs> it was all Brilliant. planned. Ah, uh, what an achievement, guys! I'm so glad we just got to 100 episodes today. <laughs> <laughs> but no TV oh. shows do that, don't they? They'll sometimes they'll just reorder episodes, and they're like, "No, that's our hundredth episode." And you actually go back and count. You're like, that's like your 98th. It was like so. the Grand Prix, wasn't it? Like, it was like, which one's the 600th Formula One World Championship race? Or which one, you know, the stats were like, well, this one didn't count. Or this one was only run with X number of teams and all that sort of stuff. Oh, so yeah. We'll let, we'll let everyone fight over it. But um, we're celebrating it now, apparently. Yes. Okay. I should have got some champagne to, to celebrate. Should yeah. have Ping. Lawrence is now <laughs> acting like he's opening champagne. <laughs> Which, which was, know, as, was really as tragic care. as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> it, it, that's, that's normally the sign that he's lost it, and we should probably go. Yeah, yeah. well, let's uh, let's call it quits. Well, I've loved being back, chaps. Thanks for having me back. Love, Thanks for love having me back you in. back. Yeah, welcome. It was a tough, we weren't sure about call, it, honestly. But, we were yeah. like, should we let him back in? Let's give him a trial run. But it, it, uh, it went it went well. Well, I'm very glad that you did let me back in. Thank you very much. We'll do this again, shall we? Yeah, here's to 102 more. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, didn't even plug our stuff. Outrageous. Sorry, no, that's that's true. I didn't plug our stuff. Okay, well, you know the score. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Menace's work on Vase.com, and Mark.com. And Nate's lost it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Network.